Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. With betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced traders, instant withdrawals, and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki have prominent betting pictures at race courses across the UK. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk. And now, get busy listening and get busy winning. Here's your host, Emmett Kennedy. And we are very much in the mood for jumps racing as it's our annual special to kick off the stable tours. I am delighted to say that the master of Pond House joins us, Mr. David Pipe. Welcome back to the final furlong. Uh, Emmett, great to be back again. And uh, it's amazing it's the, the year gone quickly. We're looking forward to the winter ahead. It is crazy. I was saying this on Monday um, when I was looking back on the racing with Oshin Murphy that, and by the way, it's Champions Day on, on Saturday. Was, what? Where is the year gone? It's absolutely crazy. Um, look, looking forward to getting to talk to you about the, the horses in training. I have to start, though, by saying how sorry I was. I was genuinely gutted to, to read about Adagio's passing. He was an incredibly talented horse. Um, he obviously had a, a huge chance at the weekend and was a great one-winner for you. Uh, he, he's a terrible loss, and just sympathies to you and everybody at Pont House. Yeah, no, thank you. It, you know, it was, um, it was devastating. It was a sad day um, for, obviously, all his owners and, and everyone at Pond House associated with the horse. Um, you know, he was only five, like you say. Uh, we thought he had a great chance in the Cesarevich. And... Uh, Hopefully there was lot, you know, there was going to be lots more to come. But um, you know, as you know, these horses are, are very hard to replace. So um, yeah, no, it was a tough day. Very tough. Um, sympathies to you and to um, uh, Professor Tisdale and and everybody who was involved with him and, and the whole team there at, at the Pond House as well. He was a lovely horse. Um, on yeah. bringing in new talents, I've, I've noticed that there have been a, a number of horses that have been switched to you, but the the sales ring is absolutely insane like prize money in the uk it's well documented and we've talked about it for years on this show just isn't good enough um and yet the amount of money that's going through the ring is crazy um how are you finding the ability to bring horses in from areas like france uh, from the point-to-point circuit in, in ireland and from the british point-to-point scene as well what is that currently like in, in your mindset uh, it's pretty difficult uh, you know, um, from France, it's extremely difficult. Um, and then uh, Ireland and uh, the English uh, point-to-points is, um, you know, it's, it is easier. It's 
it's very competitive. You, um, yeah, you know, you have to do your homework even harder. And, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to look outside the box sometimes. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, look, it's like anything in life at this present moment. It's very competitive. Um, yes, when you, you know, the, the prices that jump horses are, are making is uh, pretty staggering at the present moment, considering what's happening in the world. But uh, I think every time, you know, this ha- has happened time and time again. But, uh, you know, once you go into a sales ring, um, the rest, you know, what's happening in the rest of the world goes out the window. That's certainly true in the world of flat racing, but it's also very much true in the world of jumps racing. And it's it's a strange thing to see because the prize money's not there. So it's there there are people like JP, like Rich Ritchie, who are prepared to go and spend vast sums of money, not just once, not twice, but multiple times over, to acquire talent, knowing full well they'll those horses will never be able to pay for themselves. And that's great at their level, and it's terrific that they can do that, but the vast majority of people in the sport are not at that level. No, no, it's, it's great because our sport needs uh, needs those those big players as well as the, the smaller owners, the syndicates, everything. Um, every type of owner uh, plays a part in, in our sport. Um, there's always someone at the at the top or with the most money, um, you know, keeping the prices up. Uh, you know, you know, Gigginstown, you know, weren't buying for a while, a while back, and you think, oh yeah, prices are going to come down a bit, but there's always some someone to step in. So um, it, it's not uh, this is not a new thing, but at the same time, there seems to be probably. Uh, more bigger players looking for the so-called next superstar and willing to pay a lot of money for it. Yeah, um, 100%. And it's going to be fascinating to see how the whole thing pans out. Obviously, something that we'll be talking about a lot as well. Uh, in terms of revving up for the new season, how have things been going at Pontes? Yeah, we're in uh, a good place at the present moment. I mean, we don't get kicking off till sort of November time really because obviously our weather uh, is uh, pretty unpredictable at the, at the present moment in this climate um, but I, you know, looking back at the, the history books October can quite often be a dry month so we, we don't tend to have our horses ready till the beginning of November and hopefully the rain will be uh, will be here by then and uh, we look forward to Hopefully kicking off with a few winners. Well, a horse I'm very much looking forward to seeing back is Jericho Rock, who ran a blinder at Cheltenham for you and had racked up some very good runs prior to that. Um, The fact that he racked up good runs without winning means that he remains a novice as he goes into the new season. He'll be seven by the time the Spring Festival has come around. How has he summered? Yeah, he's summered well. Um... Yeah, he's still a, a, a novice uh, for this season. Um, the trainer did such a good job. He went up from uh, 124 to 139 and still didn't win a race. Um, <laughs> but uh, after his great performance at the Cheltenham Festival last year, finishing second to uh, Courage Rambler in the uh, in the ultimate, um, we took the view with the owners that um, yeah, let's keep him as a novice for next season. It gives us more options. Um, 
but he summered well. We're pleased with him. Uh, you know, he improved a lot last year. He's still only six turning seven, so uh, we think he's improved again, uh, which he's going to need to. But yeah, no, he's an exciting long distance chaser uh, for this season. As you plan for spring, and Cheltenham is a long, long way off, but at the same time, not that far really. Would you like to imagine him as a brand advisory horse, uh, a national on chase horse, or go back for the ultimate again? Uh, well, all those options are open to him. He finished um, second over three mile five, didn't he, around Warwick? So obviously the national on chase would be a, a, a serious option for him. Um, he'll be entered in the... Coral Cup, I think they call it now, what used to be the Ladbrokes, the Hennessy. Um, he'd have an entry in that race, and that's probably his first um, big target for the first half of the season with a with a prep run somewhere first. Um, not sure whether that's going to be over actual fences or hurdles at this present moment, but uh, that's the, the plan for the first half of the season. And then how he gets on, at Newbury will uh, probably tell us what's happening for the, the second half of the season. He's a very nice prospect for the Hennessy. That's a, a really nice thing. And, and the way Paul Nichols has been talking as well, there's going to be a, a big gun heading there in Clandis Obo, um, which of course will have a, a big impact on the weights too. Um, and it, that's a race yeah. that, could, that could pan out very nicely for him. It could do. And the good thing about when he ran at the festival is that uh, it was on good to soft ground in the only Travelled and jumped uh, extremely well. Uh, you know, we thought probably to see him at his best, he needed softer ground. But uh, no, he um, obviously is as good on good to soft ground, so that opens up more options for him. Well, hopefully, the Ultima is then just completely off the table because he's won the Hennessy um, or the Coral or whatever it's called now. We're still calling it the Hennessy on the final furlong because we love the old yeah. names. It's like, what's the graded hurdle at Cheltenham on uh, in December? It's the Beulah. It's not the international, it's the Beulah. And it always will be in our eyes. Uh, but That's right. Jericho Rock is a proper talent and uh, it's only a matter of time before he gets his, his head in the winner's enclosure. And uh, I like the fact that he's going to have a prep for the Hennessy as well. So National Hunt Chase possibly, but uh, all eyes on the Hennessy right now. Um, we shall move on. Umbrigado, uh, an old favourite of ours on the final four long. How's he been doing? Yeah, he's good. He's summered well. Um, he had his first run at Newton Abbott recently. Um, finished second. Uh, ran a decent race, giving a lot of weight away to the winner. He's come out and won again since. Uh, he's actually he's ready to run again. He's declared at Newton Abbott um, on Saturday. Uh, but we just need some rain uh, for him. Uh, he loves soft ground. Um, so um, it will be down to probably um, the day to see if he does actually run on Saturday. But you know, he's a, a decent horse. He'll um, mix hurdles and, and fences this season. Uh, probably not the easiest horse to place, but he has come down in the ratings a bit. Uh, hopefully, um, you know, even if he doesn't win, he'll be picking up lots of prize money. I happened to be on TalkSport too the day he came back, uh, and I thought it was a fine run particularly given the fact that it was his first of the season. He hadn't run for 270-something days from memory. Um, and he is just better known as a chaser. But you're saying that the plan is to mix the two this year? I, th I think so, yeah. Um, the plan is to uh, another hurdle race first, and then we'll 
we'll see what happens after that. But uh, yeah, you know, he's uh, he's eight, but he's quite lightly raced. Um, very good workhorse at home, always has been. And uh, so we hope there's some more to come from him this season. Okay, very intrigued to see how he gets on. I'm pretty certain he'll be in the winner's enclosure, but we'll we'll keep a close eye as to how he uh, gets on and if he does indeed take his chance on Saturday. Uh, Remastered is another old favourite of the final furlongs. He uh, wrapped up uh, a nice sequence of wins between 2020 and 2021. Uh, last season was a little bit more difficult. How's he been doing since his um, his run at Aintree? Yeah, he, um, he summoned well, um, obviously, uh, he fell in the Hennessy at the fourth last, I think it was, when it looked as if he had uh, the race at his mercy. Oh, he had a massive chance but, that day. Yeah, but that was a long way from home. And uh, if you, you know, look at his two runs after that, um, he didn't quite finish his, his races as well as we'd hoped. So um, we'll never know what would have happened at Newbury, but um, it was a shame. Uh, he's since um, had a wind up during during the summer. He's back in, and he'll probably be aimed at the Hennessy again with a prep run first. Um, you know, he loves soft ground. But once again, uh, in the Hennessy, the, you know, Newbury, I think, is, uh, is a drier course than what it used to be because they've got so many houses around it now. So I'm not sure you're going to get very soft ground there again. Uh, but that day at Newbury, it was only good to soft ground, and, and he jumped and travelled extremely well. So perhaps we, you know, stereotyped him too much uh, to be a heavy ground horse. Um, and perhaps it's that he just copes with heavy ground, but you know, better than some other horses. So he might be a bit more versatile ground-wise uh, when he's on his day, which is you know difficult to get to predict. But when he's on his day, um, he's a decent chaser. Yeah, very much so. And um, hopefully he will come back in, in flying form. Um, a horse that he finished behind and who we haven't seen for just a little bit of time uh, is Main Fact, uh, but still in training with you. How's he doing? Yeah, he's good. Um, we're, we're having one last go with him. He's had a couple of tendon injuries. So uh, it's um, the owners are very keen. Um, he's had a long time off. They're very keen to have another go with him. He's in great form at present. Um, he's probably not too far away. I mean, he does need very soft ground. He loves, loves the soft ground. And for his legs, he needs the soft ground now. Um, so, yeah, it's possible we might start him off in a flat race somewhere uh, before going over hurdles. Obviously, um, you know, he did amazingly uh, well a couple of seasons ago. And... Um, had a great uh, partnership with uh, Fergus Gillard. Um, so, yeah, it's, look, um, he's sort of three quarters of the way there now, which is good. And uh, it'd be very nice to see him back on the track. And if he, if he stays in one piece, you know, the handicap has dropped him a few pounds down to 147, the same mark as when he won the, um, the stay in hurdle at Haydock. Uh, and he's been dropped a few pounds on the flat as well, down to 77. So uh, if he stays in one piece, he'll be winning again. He's done plenty of swimming, which is helping him a lot. Um, he's quite a gross, burly horse, so he takes a fair bit of work. Um, but I can uh, all I can report is that he's he's back on track at this present moment. 
And that was some sequence of wins that he, he racked up, which really only came to an end when he took on Paisley Park, which is fair enough, um, particularly given how, how dominant Paisley Park was back then. But just for listeners who are new, and there's a number of new listeners, thanks to Spotify um, and, and the content of the show, the difficulty of getting a horse back from a tendon injury, just how much of a task is that? Well, it's uh, every horse is different, but he, he, as I say, he's quite a gross horse. Um, he carries a lot of condition. Um, so, uh, you know, when they pick up the injury, you have to um, treat their, their legs uh, and then give them the time. There's no point in cutting corners. A long time off. He's had about 18 months off before he started back cantering. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he's sort of three quarters of the way there. The swimming pool is priceless because... It's a weightless gallop. You're not putting any pressure on the tendons whatsoever. Unfortunately, you can't get a, fit, a horse fit completely just in the swimming pool. But what it means is instead of galloping the horse 100%, you can gallop in 70% and do the 30, another 30% in the pool. So it lessens the risk of uh, another injury. Um, so you know we keep touching wood and keep fingers crossed uh, because it'd be lovely to see him back out on the track. Yeah, very much so. Even just from a human perspective, like my back is crocked completely, but swimming is great for it. But it's just it's a very def- different level of fitness when you come out of the pool. Uh, you can do great work there, but it's a very different level of fitness. So it's interesting to use that comparison with a with a equine talent as well. Um, uh, another horse who's been on a layoff for a while, and and one I've asked you about several times before is Israel Champ, still in training, but. How is he doing? We haven't seen him since the 2020 Cheltenham Festival. I, I know, and unfortunately, we're going to have to wait a bit longer. No! He, um, yeah, no, he, yeah, he won't be he won't be running again this season. Um, we we've got um, yeah a big uh, a big struggle with him, so we'll try and get him back next season. But uh, yeah, he's in he's in training in the yard, but he, he won't be running this season, unfortunately. That's a a real blow because his form. When you go back to Ascot, he beat Soaring Glory, who's obviously gone on to be a very, very talented horse. Um, and while the, the champion bumper was a little bit too much for him, there's plenty of horses don't run well in the champion bumper and, and turn out to be really good afterwards. So it's just a, a pretty frustrating state of affairs. Yeah, very frustrating because he's a serious horse. Um, he's possibly one of the best I've trained, but um, he's... You know, 17 to, he's a very big horse, a very heavy horse. And, um, you know, his legs haven't been able to cope with it. Uh, as I say, we're doing, uh, doing everything we can for him, doing lots of, uh, lots of treatment. And the owners are very patient. Um, we hope it may pay off next season. I got a message from my point to point guy, specifically saying to ask about how is Israel Champ doing? And, He's he's the one who put me on to him um, when he was it 2019 when he won his point to point and um, he was saying back this fella for the champion bumper and each time he sends me an update on horses to be looking out for and different trainers and he was again he specifically messaged me yesterday asked David by Israel champ find out how he's doing so um, hope- yeah no he, he didn't he didn't perform to his best at Cheltenham that day. Um, he's obviously better than that, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's an uphill struggle. But um, he's so talented that uh, we have to give him another go. Yeah, well, please God, he'll he'll be back next season. But that that is disappointing. 
Um, if the cap fits has been uh, transferred <coughs> as I get attacked by frogs, oh my god! Um, you've you've acquired him from uh, Harry Fry's yard uh, for forty five k, which looks like a good piece of business. Uh, he'll be eleven by the time the spring festivals come around, but uh, very consistent, very tough horse, classy as well on his day. Last season wasn't the best for him, but how is he settled into the surroundings at Pond House? Yeah, he's good. Um, he's- we were going to run him the other day, but he wasn't quite right. Uh, he may go to entry a week Sunday on the 23rd. Uh, yeah, very good horse over the years. Obviously getting older. He's 10 now, but that makes him eligible for the veterans races, which are a great series that they put on, and the finals worth 100000 at Sandown. So that's one of the reasons why we bought him. Uh, Judith Wilson loves having runners in the Grand National, so you know that is a possibility. Um, he's dropped nicely in the in the ratings. Uh, he's down to one two nine over fences now, um, so that gives him a good opportunity. Probably not the most brave of uh, uh, bravest horses um, over over fences, but we've been doing lots of work in the loose school with him. Um, we're pleased with him, and uh, yeah, looking forward to getting him out on on the track. And uh, another horse that you've acquired, this time from the Jessica Harrington stable, is Sizing Potsy, the grade two chasing winner. How's he settled into new life at Pond House? Yeah, he's uh, a lovely, strong horse who obviously has some fantastic form in the, in the book, um, brought by a syndicate of people to um, take them to good meetings on Saturdays, and that's, that's what he'll do. Um, he was actually uh, due to run at Carlisle over hurdles today, but uh, we took him out. The ground wasn't quite soft enough. Can't be soft enough for him. He loves loves the heavy ground. Uh, obviously a very good chaser, uh, but also he's a novice over hurdles. So, um, you know, we'll be looking at the novice hurdle route uh, as well as chases. So he could be doing a bit of both. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he might not be the easiest horse to place to win over fences, but he should be picking up lots of prize money. Uh, definitely. And I think British racing is going to suit him really well too, because the, the program book will present him with some very good opportunities, but certainly Saturday racing will, will be a big thing for him. It, it, would Cheltenham be on the agenda for him, the, the open meeting? Uh, yeah, I'd say he'd probably, he'd probably go to Cheltenham in November. We're, we're looking, as I say, probably one hurdle run before that. Uh, and then uh, the owners would be quite uh, quite looking forward to going to Cheltenham in November, so that'll be the plan. Sizing Potsy, very interested in him. Um, from James Moffat's yard, you've got Tokyo Getaway. Yeah, we, we've had her a while. Um, she was running during the summer. We gave her a little break. Um, she's uh, back in, and she's not too far away from a run now. Um, you know, was an Irish point-to-pointer, and she's got some nice form in the book. And, uh, you know, long-distance um, staying chases uh, is what uh, she is good for, what suits her. Um, she likes soft, heavy ground. Uh, we've got quite a good um, choice of long-distance chases during the, during the winter. So a nice bit of prize money we picked up. So that's, those, those are the type of races that she will be aimed at. Uh, four wins over hurdles so far for Neon Moon, uh, who coped with a, a rise in weights in uh, in Wincanton with a, a nice performance. How's he been doing? 
he's well and he's not too far away from a run. Um, probably try fences this season as well. Um, he probably doesn't want the ground too soft. Um, and uh, two and a half mile plus for him, really. He ran a decent race in the three mile staying race at Haydock in May. Um, probably got a little bit uh, outpaced early on, stayed on well enough. He was only beating 11 and a half lengths in the end. So, um, yeah, you know, he's um, he's six and uh, hopefully still improving. Um, he doesn't want the ground too soft. Um, yeah, good to soft to be fine, um, but not. Not real winter heavy ground, and also he improved a lot when we uh, changed his headgear and we put a pair of blinkers on him. It just sharpened him up a bit. So he's only six, and hopefully more to come. So novice chasing for him, um, a horse that he tangled with last year, a stable companion, Panic Attack. Uh, she'll be turning seven in the new year. What's the plan with her, and how has she been doing over the summer? She's summered well. She's re- she's ready to run. She may go to. Uh, Cheltenham uh, next week in the October meeting uh, because she goes on the better ground. Uh, she finished fourth in a three-mile hurdle race there last year and we may well go back uh, for that again. Uh, unfortunately, last year she picked up a nasty cut in that race which kept her off um, a fair bit of the season. So, um, yeah, as I say, we may head back there uh, for her first run and then we're probably going to put her over fences we haven't schooled her over them yet um, but you know she's a very good hur- hurdler and uh, we're hoping that she's going to be a, a, a good jumper of fences and there's a good program for, for mares so um, we're hoping that um, you know she'll take advantage of that and um, you know stepped up and tripped to, uh, to three miles last time at Haydock and was probably an unlucky loser. Um, so two and a half mile plus for her. Uh, looking forward to uh, another good season with her. She's a class horse. And uh, it seemed to me as though Blinkers brought out a nice bit of improvement from her when she tackled the new course at Cheltenham back back in April. Will you keep her in headgear? I would have thought so, yeah. The, the step up and trip in the headgear just, just helped her focus a bit more, travel a bit easier. Um, as you know, I met some of these ladies, they just need... You know, tender handling, and she's one of them. <laughs> Careful now. Careful I now. I like that. <laughs> Careful. I can, I can see Lucy Russell Hughes coming for both of us in a second. Um, Ed on the hoe. So his last three starts have been in, in his native France, uh, at Otoy and Compagnon. Um, what is the plan with him this season? Yeah, he was um, due to go out to France on Saturday, but unfortunately got balloted out. Um, yeah, he loves soft ground. Uh, he's run well in France. Um, he's He's got a handicap mark out there as well. So um, we're sort of going out there to pick up, try and pick up some good prize money. So that'd be the plan to to go back up to France again shortly, and then um, after sort of December time, he'll race in England um, and probably go over fences. Um, he's a two and a half mile, uh, two and a half mile chaser who, um, yeah, when he's on song, um, you know, he's quite a good performer. It's crazy. And I know it's a completely different funding model, but he won a, a nice prize at, at Foslas for 5,800 pounds. Yeah. He finished third in France and he got over eight grand. 
Uh, yeah, let's not talk about it. I know. I mean, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, England or, or Ireland can't compare themselves to France because obviously France don't have any bookmakers. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you, I think as a trainer nowadays, especially in this country, you have to be, you know, you have to, you have to see where you can, where you can pick up the prize money for for the owners because uh, it's all about winning, but at the same time, it's all about helping to to pay the training fees so that is one reason why um even Doho's going out to France because um we took him out there last season he performed well as you say he picked up some nice prize money uh, without even winning so um doesn't suit every horse out in France but it suits even Doho's racing style do you plan on bringing more out there um a few uh the, the French don't make it easy uh for English and Irish to go over there, um, which is probably the right thing to do. We we invite everyone in, um, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, we might have a few more out there. It's uh, you know it's a great idea. Everyone loves it, but at the same time, it's expensive going out there if you don't pick up any prize money. Yeah, it's not exactly a, a cheap trip over, and also with with Brexit, there can be an awful lot of delays as well. I, I was talking to. I was talking to Hugo Palmer not so long ago for TalkSport, and one of his horses was stuck for six hours uh, in, in transit on, on the way over, which is just a disaster. Yeah, that's right. And, and like you say, after Brexit, the paperwork and everything like that, it, it is a bit of a nightmare. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, well worth it if you get the right result at the other end. Uh, Brinkley was obviously a, a novice chaser last season, was really good at Huntington. Um, you Dropped him back to hurdles at Chepstow, and he finished third behind Belly Andy. What's the the current thinking with Brinkley? Yeah, he uh, won first to make at Huntington. We were waiting to run him last season. The ground, you know, he loves soft ground, and uh, it just wasn't quite soft enough for him. We ended up going to Huntington, where the ground wasn't that that soft. We got away with it. He won. Uh, but he had a hard race that day, and I just got a feeling he paid for it for the rest of the season. I'm not sure we saw him at his best. Um, he's in good form at present. Um, he, he, you know, he'd be ready to run when when it's soft ground. Whether that's over fences or hurdles, um, I'm not sure as yet. We'll discuss it with the with the owners. But you know, there's a big race in this fella. Um, he's all, always shown a lot of talent. Um, but um, just probably needs things to go his own way. But I'm, I'm happy with him. He's in a good place at present. And if we get some proper winter ground, that's when you'll see him at his best. And he's won on, on good ground at Huntington, but also has thrived in heavy ground as well. Uh, if if you had to choose a surface for him, what would it be? Oh, it's it's yeah. He, he has he has to have heavy ground ready. You know, we took a chance going to Huntingdon that day, and it paid off. We won, but he had a hard race that day, and I just don't think he was quite the same afterwards. Yeah, I'd be very forgiving of, of Brinkley, and I think he's one that will very much pay his way this season. Um, Texard, which is an interesting name. Uh, so another one for Judith Wilson. Uh, he'll be eight in the new year, seven right now, and. Um, we saw him uh, only the other day in Weatherby. That's right. Yeah, he's third of three. Uh, the ground was just too quick for him. He needs a, he needs a bit more, uh, bit more rain. Uh, he's done well during the summer. 
handicappers probably caught up with him a bit, so he might find uh, find life a bit harder now. Um, and again for Judith Wilson, Abwa Dumatan. Yeah, once again, uh, as, as, as you know, these horses have had a, a busy summer. Um, he's probably paying the price for that now. Um, just, just been a bit of a weak finisher the last couple of times. He'll be out again next week, um, but probably needs to come down in the ratings a bit. And is Al Rock going to be kept busy as well? Oh yes, Al Rock will be kept busy as well. Um, he's done well. Um, he's yeah. All these horses actually, you know, they picked up a fair bit of prize money during the summer. Obviously, the uh, races haven't been overly competitive. Uh, they've been small fields, but uh, at the same time, uh, Judith Wilson's picked up a, a lot of prize money. So, um, once again, it helps to pay the training fees. Yeah, big time. And um, has been very much paying his way uh, with some with some nice uh, placed finishes over the last few weeks. Um, a horse who was off for a considerable amount of time, uh, 760 days from his point-to-point days to making his debut for you, uh, is crossing lines. And... He ran very well on his last start for you back in Wincanton. It took him, I thought his, his comeback run at Chepstow was really nice too. He was pulled up on the back of that. Um, had, things didn't seem to go to plan for him at Utoxeter, but Wincanton was a, a nice performance. Uh, he's the son of Jeremy. How has he been doing for you? Yeah, he, he's good. He's quite a, a strong, free-going horse. Like you say, been off for a long time. Got, got to have heavy ground because he, you know, of, his, of his tendons. Um, and, and relishes uh, that ground as well. Um, he'll probably go chasing this season. He's had a wind up um, during the summer, which I think will will help him again, and uh, hopefully it'll develop into a nice long distance staying chaser. I really like crossing lines, and I think he's a horse to keep very much on the right side of. Uh, another one who has transferred to you uh, this time from Elmery Hoden's yard is uh, Hori. Yeah, Hori, still for sale, and it. Oi, oi. The final Furlong Podcast <laughs> Racing Club. <laughs> still for sale. Sell me um, this horse. Sell us yeah. this horse. Tell us why we should be buying Hori. Because he's great. You've got all, whether you're paying, you know, 200,000, 10,000, you've always got to look for value for money. And this fella is value for money. He won uh, a maiden hurdle um, in Fairy House. Um, he had a summer's break. Um, he's back in uh, doing plenty of work now. Loves soft ground um, and uh, will be out in November. Um, he'll be a handicap hurdler, but jumps well, got plenty of size, and can go novice chasing as well. Lots of fun to be had with Hori. H O R Y. That's 10% for me there. Thanks very much, David. Um, and I tell you what, if the, if the Euro Millions ticket that I purchased today comes off tomorrow. So that's Friday. I'm recording this on Thursday, the 13th of October, for the record. Um, then I will just call you and buy the horse. I'm not going to tell you I've won the Euro Millions, but you will then know. You'll be like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then you can start making more calls. Look- Kennedy, I've got this one as well. I spotted this fellow at the sales. <laughs> I look forward to the, to the phone call. <laughs> Um, very intrigued by him. Uh, David Pipe Racing Club has got a, a number of horses, one being Barrier Peaks, who you've been updating me on. Um, we're we're going to see him sooner rather than later. How's he been doing? 
unfortunately, we're struggling for a winner for the racing club, aren't we? Um, it's been a, a frustrating time, but uh, they've had plenty of runners. And Barrier Peaks is declared to run um, at Newton Abbott on Saturday. Fergus Gillard's going to ride him. Um, he uh, he ran very well in his first bumper, finishing second. Um, his next two bumper runs weren't weren't as good, but he's had a win dot since. Um, and he's leased to the club, so um, I think you know he'll be, he'll come into his forte when he probably he gets handicapped and he'll like softer ground and probably two and a half mile will suit him suit him down to the ground. But we we bought him from Ireland uh, originally, and uh, he came with a, a fairly good reputation. He's yet to uh, yet to fulfil it, but hopefully he will this season in uh, the David Pike Racing Club colours. And how can we get involved in the David Pike Racing Club? Uh, just make contact with the office. It's only a hundred pounds for uh, a year. Um, we've got five or six horses, and as I say, we just need a, a couple more winners uh, for everyone. But uh, they have plenty of action. Get tickets on the day. And um, once again, we're talking about value, it's great value for money. It's fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. You had a, an open day recently. Um, the amount of information that we're given from yourself, uh, even when we don't have a runner, by the way, if it's a big festival, like, for example, Royal Ascot, you had the top hat on each morning, giving us updates on who you thought was, was going to run well. But the, the video analysis and the, the video um, info that we get between yourself uh, and the stable staff, getting to see the horses working out, and, and then also getting reaction from the jockey uh, straight after a race, win, lose, or draw, is it's terrific. And uh, and there's a great community there on WhatsApp, part of the David Pipe Racing Club as well. And it's not just the one horse. It's those six horses that you get to, to share in, which is tremendous value. Yeah, well, you know, we've got to keep it... Uh, no, thanks for that. We've got to keep it going and, uh, as I say, get a few more winners and, and more horses. The more members we can get means more horses. Everything gets put straight back into the club. Um, so, you know, we all, we all want the same thing, which is winners. Well, Final Front Podcast Army, if you're considering a syndicate, look no further. The David Pipe Racing Club, get on board right now. It's fun. It's... Uh, it's tremendous enjoyment and you just feel that little bit closer to the action as well. Um, anything else at the David Pipe Racing Club, one horse in particular that we should be really excited about or looking forward to potentially uh, hitting the winner's enclosure very soon? Well, it's uh, another winter horse we've got is behind the curtain um, who came over from France, and uh, sorry, Ireland. Um, and uh, he loves soft ground. I think he'll be a, um, a nice staying chaser um he's got some good place form um in ireland uh he's had a long time off but uh he's he's in good form and he's probably not too far away from a run um, but we'll just be waiting for, for soft ground for him so he's a new one to look forward to behind the curtain uh, i've got one more horse to ask you about and then i'm going to turn it over to you for anything that we've missed out on and that's sexy lot the intriguingly named sexy lot uh, it was won four times for you um how has she been doing, and uh, when can we expect to see her back? Um, she's um, she's a fragile horse, unfortunately. She you know she had a, a very uh, busy uh, season a couple of seasons ago um, and did extremely well um, by Camelot. Um, so she's she's 
hopefully worth a, a few pounds as a, as a brood mare. Um, so whether she gets back onto the track this season or not, I'm not sure. It won't be to, if, if she does, it won't be till the second half of the season. Um, frustrating because she's, she's very talented, but um, we just have to look after her. She's quite, a, she's quite a big mare um, and just takes a bit of minding. A bumper horse to look out for, David. We wouldn't really have too many bumper horses this year. Um, we bought a few um, Irish pointers um, during the summer. Um, man at work, a workforce horse fell at the last um, in a point-to-point. He may well start off in a bumper before going hurdling. Um, he's, a, he's a nice big horse that hopefully he's one for the future. Um, another one called Royal Defender who won his point-to-point. Um, he's related to King's Palace, who was a very good horse for us, um, he also could start in a bumper and then uh, and then go over hurdles. Um, and we've got other other Irish point pointers like Mood of the Moment. He had a few runs over Irish uh, over points and, and won his last one quite well. Um, and a small filly called Micronormous, who is by walking walk in the park, just had the one run and finished uh, finished place. Um, so she's not very big but she's quite feisty and got a good attitude and who are you most looking forward to unleashing over the next couple of months Um, I'd love to see a horse called Make Me a Believer he was a very good novice hurdler Um, he's had time off uh, with a leg injury uh, hopefully he stays in one piece and I think he'd be a lovely novice chaser for the season. Make me a believer. We last saw in January 2021 and um, he could be very, very interesting I- indeed. Uh, by the way, Royal Defender, 155,000 of the King's Finest Sovereigns. Nice! You know, <laughs> expensive horses always win. Uh, they always win, but no, I, I love the pedigree as well. Soldier of Fortune out of the King's Theatre Mayor. Um, very, very, very interesting. Uh, David, the very best of luck for the new season. Um, you're, Thank you very much. Great, great to be on again. Oh, great to talk to you again, my friend. Um, you're already doing pretty damn well in the Trainers' Championship. You know, that, that pesky Paul Nichols has been put in his place. Um, of course, he is going to start... <laughs> dropping bombs left, right, and centre very soon. But uh, I, was, I was speaking yeah. to um, the, the Fergal O'Brien team yesterday and saying, "Yeah, keep keep it up." Uh, so you're you're currently third in the Trainers' Championship. Fergal first. Donald McCain, of course, is, is second. Um, but here comes Paul Nichols uh, around the around the bend as he's about to wind up. But no, it's been a tremendous <laughs> a tremendous summer for you. And uh, please God, it keeps going well. And uh, there's a, a lot of very exciting horses there to look forward to. Thank you. And you can find out more about the David Pipe Racing Club. Just Google. We'll uh, tweet a link to it as well. Uh, but you can Google David Pipe Racing Club and, and get involved. Um, we've got more Jumps content coming your way on the final Follow Podcast very, very soon. But for now, thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon. Be safe, be well, God bless. The final Furlong Podcast is proudly brought to you by our official betting partner, Kaluki Sportsbook. With betting on all sports, immediate interaction with experienced trainers, Instant withdrawals and the best odds guaranteed on UK and Irish horse racing. Kaluki have prominent betting pitches at race courses across the UK. Join us now at kalukisportsbook.co.uk.